Homily 11, Part 2 of Homilies on Ephesians by St. John Chrysostom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Homily 11, Part 2 on Ephesians 4, 4 through 7. Moral If therefore we desire to have the benefit of that spirit which is from the head, let us cleave one to another. For there are two kinds of separation from the body of the church the one when we wax cold in love the other when we dare commit things unworthy of our belonging to that body for in either way we cut ourselves off from the fullness of christ but if we are appointed to build up others also what shall not be done to them who are first to make division nothing will so avail to divide the church as love of power nothing so provokes god's anger as the division of the church yea though we have achieved ten thousand glorious acts yet shall we if we cut to pieces the fullness of the church suffer punishment no less sore than they who mangled his body for that indeed was brought to pass for the benefit of the world even though it was done with no such intention whereas this produces no advantage in any case but the injury is excessive these remarks i am addressing not to the governors only but also to the governed now a certain holy man said what might seem to be a bold thing yet nevertheless he spoke it out what then is this he said that not even the blood of martyrdom can wash out this sin for tell me for what dost thou suffer as a martyr is it not for the glory of christ thou then that yieldest up thy life for christ's sake how dost thou lay waste the church for whose sake christ yielded up his life hear what paul saith i am not meet to be called an apostle because i persecuted the church of god and made havoc of it this injury is not less than that received at the hands of enemies nay it is far greater for that indeed renders her even more glorious whereas this when she is warred upon by her own children disgraces her even before her enemies because it seems to them a great mark of hypocrisy that those who have been born in her and nurtured in her bosom and have learned perfectly her secrets that these should have a sudden change and do her enemies work i mean these remarks for those who give themselves up indiscriminately to the men who are dividing the church for if on the one hand those men have doctrines also contrary to ours then on that account further it is not right to mix with them if on the other hand they hold the same opinions the reason for not mixing with them is greater still and why so because then the disease is from lust of authority know ye not what was the fate of korah dathan and abiram of them only did i say was it not also of them that were with them what wilt thou say shall it be said their faith is the same they are orthodox as well as we if so why then are they not with us there is one lord one faith one baptism if their cause is right then is ours wrong if ours is right 
then is theirs wrong children saith he tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind tell me dost thou think this is enough to say that they are orthodox is then the ordination of clergy past and done away and what is the advantage of other things if this be not strictly observed for as we must needs contend for the faith so must we for this also for if it is lawful for any one according to the phrase of them of old to fill his hands and to become a priest let all approach to minister in vain has this altar been raised in vain the fullness of the church in vain the number of the priests let us take them away and destroy them god forbid ye will say you are doing these things and do ye say god forbid how say ye god forbid when the very things are taking place i speak and testify not looking to my own interest but to your salvation but if any one be indifferent he must see to it himself if these things are a care to no one else yet are they a care to me i planted saith he apollos watered but god gave the increase how shall we bear the ridicule of the greeks for if they reproach us on account of our heresies what will they not say of these things if they have the same doctrines if the same mysteries wherefore does a ruler in one church invade another see ye say they how all things amongst the christians are full of vainglory and there is an ambition among them and hypocrisy strip them say they of their numbers and they are nothing cut out the disease the corrupt multitude would ye have me tell what they say of our city how they accuse us on the score of our easy compliances any one say they that chooses may find followers and would never be at a loss for them oh what a sneer is that what a disgrace are these things and yet the sneer is one thing the disgrace is another if any amongst us are convicted of deeds the most disgraceful and are about to meet with some penalty great is the alarm great is the fear on all sides lest he should start away people say and join the other side yea let such an one start away ten thousand times and let him join them and i speak not only of those who have sinned but if there be any one free from offence and he has a mind to depart let him depart i am grieved indeed at it and bewail and lament it and am cut to the very heart as though i were being deprived of one of my own limbs and yet am i not so grieved as to be compelled to do anything wrong through such fear as this we have not lordship over your faith beloved nor command we these things as your lords and masters we are appointed for the teaching of the word not for power nor for absolute authority we hold the place of counsellors to advise you the counsellor speaks his own sentiments not forcing the hearer but leaving him full master of his choice upon what is said in this case alone is he blamable if he fail to utter the things which present themselves for this cause do we also say these things these things do we assert 
that it may not be in your power in that day to say no one told us no one gave us a commandment we were ignorant we thought it was no sin at all therefore i assert and protest that to make a schism in the church is no less an evil than to fall into heresy tell me suppose a subject of some king though he did not join himself to another king nor give himself to any other yet should take and keep hold of his king's royal purple and should tear it all from its clasp and rend it into many shreds would he suffer less punishment than those who join themselves to the service of another and what if withal he were to seize the king himself by the throat and slay him and tear his body limb from limb what punishment could he undergo that should be equal to his deserts now if in doing this toward a king his fellow-servant he would be committing an act too great for any punishment to reach of what hell shall not he be worthy who slays christ and plucks him limb from limb of that one which is threatened no i think not but of another far more dreadful speak ye women that are present for this generally is a failing of women relate to them that are absent this similitude which i have made startle them if anything to grieve me and thus to have their revenge let them be well aware that they do these things in vain for if thou wishest to revenge thyself on me i will give thee a method by which you mayest take vengeance without injury to thyself or rather without injury it is not possible to revenge thyself but at all events with less injury buffet me woman spit upon me when thou meetest me in the public way and aim blows at me dost thou shudder at hearing this when i bid thee buffet me dost thou shudder and dost thou tear thy lord and master and not shudder dost thou pluck asunder the limbs of thy lord and master and not tremble the church is our father's house there is one body and one spirit but dost thou wish to revenge thyself on me yet stop at me why dost thou revenge thyself on christ in my stead nay rather why kick against the nails in no case indeed is revenge good and right but to assault one when another has done the wrong is far worse is it i that wronged you why then inflict pain on him who hath not wronged you this is the very extreme of madness i speak not in irony what i am about to say nor without purpose but as i really think and as i feel i would that every one of those who with you are exasperated against me and who by this exasperation are injuring themselves and departing elsewhere would direct his blows at me in my very face would strip me and scourge me be his charge against me just or unjust and let loose his wrath upon me rather than that they should dare to commit what they now dare if this were done it were nothing nothing that a man who is a mere nothing and of no account whatever should be so treated and besides i the wronged and injured person might call upon god 
and he might forgive you your sins. Not because I have so great confidence, but because when he who has been wronged entreats for him who has done the wrong, he gains great confidence. If one man sin against another, it is said, then shall they pray for him. And if I were unable, I might seek for other holy men, and entreat them, and they might do it. But now whom shall we even entreat, when God is outraged by us? Mark the consistency. For of those who belong to this church, some never approach to communicate at all, or but once in the year, and then without purpose, and just as it may happen. Others more regularly, indeed, yet they too carelessly and without purpose, and while engaged in conversation, and trifling about nothing. Whilst those who, forsooth, seem to be in earnest, these are the very persons who work this mischief. Yet, surely, if it is for these things ye are in earnest, it were better that ye also were in the ranks of the indifferent, or rather it were better still, that neither they should be indifferent, nor you such as ye are. I speak not of you that are present, but of those who are deserting from us. The act is adultery. And if ye bear not to hear these things of them, neither should ye of us. There must be breach of the law either on the one side or the other. If then thou hast these suspicions concerning me, I am ready to retire from my office, and resign it to whomsoever ye may choose. Only let the church be one. But if I have been lawfully made and consecrated, entreat those who have contrary to the law mounted the episcopal throne to resign it. These things I have said, not as dictating to you, but only to secure and protect you, since every one of you is come to age, and will have to give account of the things which he has done, I entreat you not to cast the whole matter on us, and consider yourselves to be irresponsible, that ye may not go on fruitlessly deceiving yourselves, and at last bewail it. An account indeed we shall have to give of your souls, but it will be when we have been wanting on our part, when we fail to exhort, when we fail to admonish, when we fail to protest. But after these words, allow even me to say that I am pure from the blood of all men, and that God will deliver my soul. Say what ye will, give a just cause why ye depart, and I will answer you. But no, ye will not state it. Wherefore I entreat you, Endeavor henceforth both to resist nobly, and to bring back those who have seceded, that we may with one accord lift up thanksgiving to God. For to him belongs the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. End of Homily 11